0: Welcome back to Light It Red. This is our third episode of the fall semester. Um, If you haven't noticed, we've switched to a weekly format. Um, We're very excited about this. I think the nature of our content will benefit greatly. Um, Because of this, we were on a bi-weekly format. I think this will be much better. Um, It wasn't something that we wouldn't be motivated to do if it weren't for our listeners. We've um, grown astronomically. Uh, We went from uh, 30 listeners last spring to... Um, about two hundred. So uh, those numbers have definitely uh, kept us motivated to continue to um, make content on a weekly basis now, and we're very grateful for everyone who takes time out of their day to listen to us. And we're very excited for our growing audience. Um, so if you're an NC State student, uh, keep an eye out for some flyers. We're we're in the process of making. Um, we're going to redo the graphic for our our uh, our design on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to it. Um, we're gonna try to make a social media page very soon, and so we'll be able to post our in studio uh, footage. And we're gonna start recording, so we'll be able to see our beautiful faces and face um, reveal action. Yeah, just <laughs> uh, just keep an eye out for all of this exciting things that
1: we have. Don't make fun of us too much. Yeah, don't rip us to shreds yeah, that's in the fine. comments. We can make fun of you can do a little bit.
0: Leave me and Stone alone, though. That's Griffin's fine. fair game. <laughs> yep, that's valid. I can take it. Um, so today we're we're kind of just gonna go over. Uh, what's been going on around our campus sports-wise. Um, we have, uh, obviously, our fall sports are in full swing right now and conference play is ramping up. So we figured we'd just take 20 to 30 minutes to really go over those in depth for the the casual sports fan or the casual NC State student and um, just catch everyone up and, you know, see check in on our our sports here. So. Or,
1: or you know, people who just want to be up-to-date on any sort of Wolfpack athletics that's going on um, Absolutely. around our campus. And of course the first thing that we're going to go over would be football. We just had our first official ACC game. Technically Notre Dame is not in the ACC for football. they're they're weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't know why. Just adds the reason to hate Notre Dame. They're, they're in it in every single sport except football. Because uh, they think that they're special. They're trying so. too hard.
0: Got that NBC money.
1: Yeah. They just whatever. Be I guess props to them. But Technically, this is our first matchup, and it was a win—not by the margin that we had hoped, but we had a W. Either way, it was at Virginia, twenty-four to twenty-one. The game itself was relatively, I would say, interesting, or I would, I would say it's definitely interesting. But for a state fan, it was a little nerve-wracking just because this Virginia team, as we'll get into soon, uh, is not good. <laughs> they are just not. They haven't won a game yet. Uh, obviously, we're on the list of teams that have beaten them, but they got blown out by a lot of other lesser teams and teams that I would consider NC State to be much better than, and you'd expect a higher you know, winning margin versus this terrible team. Uh, at least for the game itself, pointing out some positives, uh, we have a player of the game, and... At least for me, and I think everyone else can agree, it was our star young freshman wide receiver Casey Concepcion, <laughs> who was the ACC Black-ass rookie. <laughs> yes, I love him. We all love him. ACC rookie of the week this week, and clearly our player of the game. He, I think, has emerged after you know from the first episode, and we were kind of going over football, saying, "Hey, we need someone needs to take over this wide receiver one position." and be a guy kind of like how you see in other offenses, where there's this clear wide receiver one. We didn't have that, and Casey is kind of taking that head on. So props to him in that department. Um, I think at least my quick takeaways from the game, I say quick, it's relatively quick, but there's a lot of stuff to go over. Uh, Biggest thing I look at is the running game. I think it's a bit worrisome. There was a story that came out, and you guys can also touch on this after I say it as well. Uh, Starting halfback Jordan Houston is reportedly going to redshirt the season and leave the team. And I think this is clear that he's most likely going to transfer after this year. He had 3.8 yards per carry. Um, He was, you know, a solid halfback. He was much better, I think, at least to start the year last year than he had this year. But kind of a weird situation and something I at least didn't see a lot of, you know, stories on or full reasoning as to why he left. Uh, do you guys, I was wanting to see your guys' opinion of it or if you had any extra things to say about the Jordan-Houston situation. Yeah,
0: I mean, I found out about it um, right after it happened, um, Twitter leak or an ex Um But, yeah, I mean, I was here last year, and I remember him he was RB1. He was him and Demi Sumo, kind of a, you know, one-two punch. Um, and for what he is, I think they used him well. He's supposed to be more of a gadget back, kind of like a like a McCaffrey, um, kind of a pass-catching guy, a guy that can come in on their downs and be productive. Um, and they weren't using him in that way this season, and I, I noticed that. And I noticed that he was almost – it felt like he was buried on the depth chart. Um, so I don't really know what happened or why they decided to do that or change the offense. I mean, they brought in a new coordinator. Um, so maybe the coordinator and I didn't uh, didn't like what he saw out of Houston. So didn't want to waste his time at NC State anymore. If
1: you don't know, the coordinator came from Virginia, which is where Brennan Armstrong came from, and they are a very pass-happy duo. Uh, when they were at Virginia, like liked to pass the ball a lot. But our run game wasn't necessarily – at least from what I've seen this year, it wasn't to the point where we're like, oh my God, no, Jordan Houston's leaving. Like, I'm not particularly freaking out right now because from what I saw, I didn't think it was necessarily this player or position that, you know, kind of like how Nick Chubb just got injured with the Browns. Like, oh no, they're freaking out. The star running back got hurt. I just didn't see that with Houston, at least from the play that he had. And I think they, we can potentially pick it back up if we use this I think at least three-headed halfback role I don't think there should be one specific halfback that takes over the lead because the three that were behind Houston when they came in they all seemed to play a specific role better than I think Houston did as being the overall number one halfback which I think maybe they used him improperly as you said maybe he couldn't take it on I don't know but Armstrong has literally been our leading rusher by far and in the, this last game he had 64 yards which was almost double any other running back and this was one of this was against one of the worst run defenses in college football virginia they had a terrible defensive grade and they've allowed a ton of yards whether it's pass or run so that's very concerning but i think we can utilize the 3 halfbacks that we have to their strengths uh, those guys are michael allen and he's most likely going to be the starter Um, but I don't think he's going to get as many carries as Houston would have if he was the starter. But there's also guys like Delbert Mims, who's a pretty good power back behind him, ended up scoring a touchdown last game. And then I think my favorite is Kendrick Raphael, who's gets a ton of yards per carry. His yards per carry is the most on the team. And he's kind of like the scat back. I think he can bring in occasional big yardage plays, maybe play a role kind of like comparing it to the NFL, not being direct, but maybe like a Zeke and Tony Pollard kind of thing, where Zeke can make all the linebackers come in closer and get you five, four yards, and then Raphael can come in and, you know, potentially burst off a halfback draw for a first down, which obviously we're going to help Armstrong. But I think maybe we need to, you know, kind of be weary of our running attack if you're a fan and just kind of key in on whether this running game is working or not. Um, Then I think going to defense, I think our run defense is solid. Uh, We've had injuries in the secondary and kind of disappointing play from the safe, like just secondary overall. I think we had some cornerbacks that transferred in that we expected to play a little bit better, but it seems like they've given up a little bit too many deep throws. Like going going against that Virginia game, Virginia throws it a good amount, but their quarterback's not very good. He was a true freshman. Yeah, we just seem to keep them in the game by giving up these random 50-yard bombs. And we easily could have won that game if those were just shut down. Uh, One player I do like and want to point out is Bishop Fitzgerald. He's a free safety Juco transfer. We had brought him up because we had a safety injury last week or the first week against UConn. uh, And he was the one that tipped that crazy uh, pass for that cool interception that we had, uh, which is really sick. But Playing against an 0-4 Virginia team who was 0-4 due to their poor defense, poor run game, and they have a ton of turnovers and have the second most yards let up in the ACC. And with all of that, we could only win by a game-winning field goal and did not take advantage of the turnovers that they had and their weaknesses overall. I think it's definitely worrisome.
2: Yeah, and just going go back to the Jordan-Houston thing, I think it's not necessarily a big deal. Like how you were saying, it's not really the player's absence that is kind of the, I don't know, deal-breaker, not deal-breaker, but like I guess the big thing in that. I think it's just more bizarre how you go from RB1 to redshirting three games in, and you also get four games before you, you, know, lo- you, before you have to make the decision on the redshirt. So doing it three games in definitely kind of meant that the writing was on the wall for him. Um, the Kend, I mean, after the Kendrick Raphael performance against VMI, they probably figured that well, you know, it's probably not going to be around too much longer. But yeah, I don't know. I would say that there's been recently a lot of transfers from bigger players at NC State with Devin Leary last year, and then um, I'm blanking now on the name. The running oh sumo, the running back as well. So I don't know. I don't know if it's it's, it's necessarily like an indication of coaching or opportunities that are presented. Yeah, or we've
1: got a few new people on offense, yeah. um, which maybe that plays a part. But I know, Patrick, that you had some issues with the quarterback play from last week.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I know it's like, I mean, when you're looking at the stat sheet, you can see, I mean, he's the leading rusher. But I don't know necessarily if that's, oh, leading rusher, like this is okay. He's an extreme, like a... Good dual threat quarterback, or if it's that are we're not leaning heavy enough in the running game, and then it's more more or less the fact that he's just running the ball a lot. I mean, he was 15 for 30, so we have a 50% completion percentage, only 180 yards, um, 48.7 QBR. I mean, it's just the thing is, I feel like there's just a lot left to be desired. There hasn't been yet. He like he'll have a couple good throws, and then you'll turn around and it's just bad ones. I and mean, I feel like there's just not enough consistency. And especially, like you were saying before, I mean, this is a Virginia team that we were supposed to blow out. Like, this is not a team that we were supposed to be in any way, shape, or form in a close game with. Everyone I talked to before was like, yeah, they need, this needs to be their statement win. And they haven't had that yet, and this was supposed to be it. And when you're going toe-to-toe in the final seconds, which we also benefited greatly. I mean, I hate to say it, but we benefited greatly off of penalties in that that final two minutes um, against a team that's 0-4 and has gotten – kicked around the vast majority of the season isn't really ideal and we've talked about this in previous episodes but i see a lot on social media people um wanting mj morris um griffin we talked about this before the podcast i don't it's they're gonna keep they're gonna we need a red shirt soon but um It's not going to happen this season. I can definitely understand the appeal and what people are watching, but it's not going to happen, at least I don't think, unless Brandon Armstrong starts playing consistently bad. I think the thing right now is he's just playing consistently mediocre.
1: Griffin, what's your takeaways on the quarterback situation or something that sticks out to you about the team? Um, I really miss Ben Finley. <laughs> no, I don't know if you guys caught his game
0: against, uh, I think it was Washington, but they got smoked. They got smoked bad. Um,
2: So he shouldn't have left. That was a mistake. Uh, yeah, I saw, I, saw I, I didn't see the game, but I saw, this is kind of random, Ryan Finley was posting <laughs> posting the Ben Finley highlights. Oh. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know. That's, <laughs> it's yeah. just funny that... That he's still he's still kicking it, but yeah, that's a, that's an unfortunate transfer. I liked him. Yeah,
0: um, no, with the with the Armstrong thing, I think it's just one of those situations that you have to let ride out. Um, kind of like I don't know the Jets with Zach Wilson. Just well, I mean, there's more pivot room in the NFL than in college. I think
2: I I, you, I I I do enjoy calling out the some of the bad things that's been going on with Armstrong, but I'm I'm no, I don't think I can compare him to Zach Wilson. No, I think <laughs> I no. think that's just too. A little bit too harsh. No, that's not what I,
0: I'm not saying that he's Zach Wilson. I'm just <laughs> saying that um, I don't know. He, I mean, he knows what he's doing. He's a
1: six-year player, so um, I'm not gonna. I kind of wanted you to say that he sucks because I was kind of hoping to argue with someone. I think the, I, the of, team <laughs> sucks. I think he's just mediocre. I feel like I feel like that's the problem. I don't know because from my, I mean, I obviously brought up all this stuff in our first episode about Armstrong and defending him, but uh, I'm still relatively on that. Because I think there were definitely moments uh, from other, especially just when you watch the game of, all right, we're bringing over all this stuff from Virginia, and they, their offense is pass heavy, but the players that we have, I, KC has been the only one that fits that type of, okay, outside receiver, you're this X receiver, you're going to go run this route and try and you know create separation, get open. Julian Gray is was not amazing last game and he was someone that played a crucial role, you know, versus Notre Dame and VMI. So I guess he's clearly not someone who's just gonna be consistently there. And I think they still need to be throwing the Rosner more. The Bradley Rosner, he's the slot guy. I they the offense, I don't know. It just clearly doesn't use the slot enough, which maybe that needs to be adjustment from the O. C. But I I view Armstrong being like our leading rusher as something more of he's getting out of the pocket because it's not there rather than he's panicking and rushing every time. And I think it's a sign that he's our leading rusher because our running game has just not been it. And I don't know if that's – it might be partly play design, partly, hey, we were trying to give it to Houston because we wanted him to be the starting back, but he just is not someone that's going to take on all those carries. So I'm hoping – The next game we can do what I talked about with the three-headed running back, and maybe that opens it up a little bit more for Armstrong to get it to KC and use our other receivers in different ways. Because not every single receiver is just like KC. They're all different. Some of them are better with screens. Some of them are better with short slants. Some of them are better with deep throws. And KC is just the guy who's your prototype X, and not everyone's like him. So I kind of hope to see that next game. Uh, But the statement win that you were talking about earlier, Patrick, I think that comes with next game which is Louisville. And Louisville, you may look at them and say that we could win this game. The spread is actually, I think we're three and a half point underdogs at home. It's our blackout game at home. And uh, Louisville is someone that is not supposed to be taken lightly. They are playing like a top 15 team. They're just not ranked because they weren't expected to be playing like this. Uh, The best aspect of their team is their offense. They have the most yards... So far in the ACC by any team, quarterback Jack Plummer is someone that you should know. He's playing very well, and he is very good at getting chunks of the ball down the field. And he's fourth in the whole country in yards per attempt, which means that he is attempting a lot of throws down the field. It could be a shootout, I think, with how our team looks at this current moment. And if we're not taking advantage of potential turnovers, which we did not do this last game because we got multiple turnovers from the defense, and if our secondary is going to play how they were, where they're letting up all these big throws, and Jack Plummer is going to put the ball where it needs to be. He's better than Virginia's quarterback. We're going to have to start throwing it more and I don't think we want to get to a position where we're behind by 14 points in the first quarter and Brennan's just chucking the ball down the field and running it all over the place. I don't think that's a recipe for success. I think if we can at least try and take advantage of the turnovers we have and run the ball with our three-headed monsters, then maybe we could get some success. But We,
2: we definitely just need to take control early because exactly what you said.
1: I feel like you can't
2: set Brennan up in a situation where he's going to be I mean, throwing it down the field, like you said, just chucking it up and trying to make a play down 14 you need to take control early and have the team in a position that it can it can be manageable and then i mean hopefully uh, definitely a shootout but hopefully it can be in a way that we were in control in control the whole time not like having to rally back for a win or be blown out definitely be going possession for possession or have a multiple score win but it it needs to happen because we're now we're now going to be this is now our fifth game Yet to have a win or a game yet where the performance has, you know, shined. So I think this other is than the, against
1: a VMI team that wasn't there. So yeah, that didn't apparently ex- exist. Yeah, that that kind of sucks. But maybe I think this will be a good statement performance because I think a team that we played like Notre Dame was we just didn't really have, have a realistic chance against them. Yeah, and Virginia. We should have won more, but we didn't, so Louisville will kind of be a test because Louisville is where we want to be. It's time. It's where we want it to be of, hey, this is a team that could maybe get ranked. Yeah. Maybe we'll get there soon. But either way, that's kind of the takeaways that we have Um, for football. Yeah.
0: More questions than answers after three weeks of play. Um, I was actually looking at just like – I mean, this is kind of related, but you say – how do you say Louisville? Louisville? Louisville. Louisville. Yeah, that's like a that's like a hot topic. Do you guys know about this? What Louisville or, or like Louisville? Yeah, some people go like
2: Louisville. Or like Louisville, Louisville, Louisville. Louisville. You,
0: I heard if you say Louisville, then you're a phony. You're a you're way not. to call me out there. Yeah. How do I say? How do I say Louisville? I don't know. I think I say I'm kind of in the middle. It's not? A, now I'm overthinking it. Well, people in Kentucky will get you. Get you. Well, we play Louisville <laughs> in yeah, a go. lot of different sports. <laughs>
1: Um, uh, not just <laughs> football one of them that's we don't
0: play Louisville oh, actually whoa, whoa, whoa. we forgot what? about one thing about this football game well what do you what else you, have, not what to talk your ear off about football but um, that game they're gonna do a, a ring of honor induction for Bill Cowher oh, yes Um yes. between the first and second quarters which is kind of a weird time to do it you would think they do it at halftime but uh, they have like a light show they like to do for night games so I, I get it um, but I think Bill Cowher is a
1: You know, an important guy and, you know, he, uh, Super Bowl, Super Bowl winning coach. Yeah, he's going into their ring of honor. He was the starting linebacker at state from 77 to 78. He helped them win a bowl game in 78, but he is mainly going to the ring of honor due to what he became as a head coach. He was the Pittsburgh Steelers head coach from 1992 to 2006. He's a two time coach of the year. He went to two Super Bowls, won one of them. During the 2004 season, Cowher guided an injury-plagued Steelers team to a franchise-record 15 wins, still probably one of the most impressive seasons by a coach ever, and his team the next year in 2005 became the first team to ever win nine road games and be the first six seed to win a Super Bowl in NFL history, Six seed being they were the last team into the playoffs ended up going all the way and winning a Super Bowl. So, he will end up being honored at this next game. If you can come, please do. I did not win a ticket, but I went to go buy one immediately because I really want to be in this game and environment. It's a night game, blackout parent weekend, parent weekend, parent weekend too. Be My parents tried to go, but they couldn't. Did, I'm in the exact same situation. Yeah, so like yeah, we'll, we'll come up, we'll bring a lunch or something, but no, not well. The game. That's what they're doing. They were like, "Well, we can't go to a football game, but let's go to brunch." <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> this. That. So I'm like. You know what? That's okay. We can do that, <laughs> and okay. then you can, and then I'll I'll send you photos from the game. <laughs> okay. You guys are better than me. I didn't invite my parents. I didn't oh no, no, they... they they told me what oh, we they were doing. okay. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Which I'm not saying no, but yeah, they told me. I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you <laughs> what bro. we were gonna do.
0: Um, yeah. So yeah, we I think we beat the football thing to death a little bit, but let's uh, let's go to <laughs> soccer. Let's talk about soccer. Um, Patrick, do you
2: want to talk about women's soccer? Yeah. So we have um the tie Wake Forest one to one also tied number 16 Duke zero zero um defending seems to be only giving up four points the first three three ACC matchups and the top 20 percent for saves per game um we seem like we can seemingly perform no matter the location a away record is better than a home um we have five ties which is on you know most in the ACC I don't know how you want to look at that as ties we can't but, decide if we want to win a game you know, kind of a, a little bit a little bit undecided um the UNC game will be telling. So if we can at least hold up with them, maybe we could have a solid team. Um, I feel like the, the ties kind of leaves us in a state of, like, what's going
1: on. But, you know. Yeah. Um, well, going into to the, like, before, when we talked about them at first on our first episode, they were not playing well at all. Like, they are very bad. But after that, they ended up tying. And I think the big thing is that we tied to two ACC teams, Wake Forest and Duke, Duke being a ranked team. They're number 16. And while we didn't score... We didn't let up anything, and it seems like our defense and defending has been the best part of our women's team itself.
0: Yep. Um. Yeah, they've tied three of the last four games, so, um, the arrow is trending, not up or down, but kind of sideways. Nuke, I'd say maybe slightly up, neutral, just because a slight slant, like, If you from will.
1: where we were, like losing before ACC play, which is bad. It's kind of like right. in college basketball, if you know, where you're playing. Wafford. shout out to Carolina who lost to Wofford all those years ago. But you know you're playing these random teams and you expect to have a great record and we did not. So I think it's, it's a question mark. S- right I think it's now. slightly up that we are at least tying yeah. ACC wins. No, but the, I, the Duke win is huge. I would say we're or, tie. or the tie. Sorry, but I I would say slightly up. Um, and I think if we can, as Patrick said, at least hold against. Carolina, because if you don't know and you don't follow women's soccer, UNC, as much as we like to dog on them, they have a phenomenal women's soccer team, and they've had one for years. They are 7-0-4, meaning they've won seven games. They haven't lost a single one, and they've tied four. Now, those ties have not been against bad teams. Uh, one of them, I believe, was against Penn State just recently, and Penn State is right up there, as the number two team in the country. They may have taken over number one after the team after that uh, tie, but I think Carolina is still sitting at the one spot. We are at home, so if we can put together at least a solid performance, maybe hold Carolina to, I'd say, two points, that'd be pretty, pretty good uh, for a team that's looking like they're trying to win it all. So just trying to be optimistic about Women's soccer, um, but it's looking not too bad.
0: Yeah, no, that'll be a big game. So if you can go to that one on uh, or this weekend, that that'd be huge. Um, for men's soccer, uh, they have a game tomorrow night. Today we're recording on the twenty sixth. This will come out on the twenty seventh. Um, so they will be playing. Um, who are they playing tomorrow? Gardner Webb. They're playing Gardner Webb. Um, so they're doing well at home. Uh, they since our last recording, they beat North Florida one to zero. And then they traveled to Louisville and Louisville. do you wanna say what you wrote down there? Uh fat L. <laughs> 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 they lost five to two. Fat L to Louisville. Yeah. Louisville. <laughs> five is not good. So um Been unfortunate. Still undefeated at home though. Still undefeated at home. Um, they got a couple of of games coming up at home. So Gardner Webb on the twenty seventh and then Notre Dame on the on the first. So both Games that should be pretty close.
1: I um, think that I feel like I mean, we could beat Gardner Webb if we've won every game at home. We literally haven't won an away game and we've been undefeated at home. So, um, unfortunately, that's good and bad because one of those away games is a game that sh- we should have won. We end up losing two to nothing to Stetson College. And you might be like, oh, who is that? Maybe they are just fine. Um, <laughs> they are four, three, and two. So it's not like it's a small college that's killing it. It's a small college that is fine and beat us. Uh, But we played a ranked team in Notre Dame, but it's at home, and that seems to be where we strive. So if we could win that game, maybe it could show something of, hey, maybe we could actually be a relevant soccer team and be ranked with the men's, uh, which ideally we could do that, but um, I think that's the most telling game versus a ranked team at home. I forgot to mention that uh, Louisville was... Is they're ranked number ten right now, so yeah, they're good. Even though good they well. lost
0: five to two, like that's a tough game to play on the road. So, and then Notre Dame is ranked fifteenth. Um, so we're gonna get our get back on uh, Friday. Don't even worry. Yeah, um, <laughs> and also shout out Luke Hilly. He's still scoring goals for the team shout at a Luke. high level. Um, so volleyball, volleyball. Actually, just to bring up
1: Luke Hilly quickly, oh, yeah. he's tied with multiple people in the uh, NCAA for. The most goals. He's inside the top 20 of goals total. He's at six right now. Um, hopefully he could, you know, the, the most right now is eight. So I know scoring and soccer is hard, but it'd be kind of cool if we could get uh, a player inside like the top 10 mm-hmm. or the whole NCAA in terms of goals. For sure. Shout out Luke, if you're
0: listening. Um, He's not. No, I don't know. Um, Who knows? Volleyball. Let's talk about volleyball because <laughs> this, this is a uh, – you know, as much as we have fun bashing all the other fall sports, volleyball is one that we really can't take any, any jabs at, in my opinion. Um, they got off to one of their best starts in, in program history. I think they were like 11-1 and one at one point. Um, and they're still, they're still going strong. They, they, um, they beat Clemson. Um, Clemson is not ranked, but it was the ACC opener, and it was on the road, and they swept them 3-0. And then they had a game two days later against Georgia Tech and they lost. But Georgia Tech is the number thirteen ranked team. Would, in would the you country. like to read your your comment
2: or your wording again this time for it, whatever What did I The uh, um Oh no, you didn't have fat L this time. Never mind, I'm sorry. No, they did not take a fat L. They did not take a fat L. They took a normal A normal yes. L. If
1: anything, it was a close L. A close L. L. Yeah. Could, it was could, super. You could close. say you could say a miniature L. Uh, not not too big. It was it was a if a good L is possible, it was a good L because Georgia Tech, as he said, is ranked, and we lost one to three, but the sets that we lost were very close. Uh, we only lost by four in two of the sets, and in one of them we only lost by two, which we kind of beat down Clemson. The closest Clemson ever got was by seven. So very good win, uh, or very good loss for Georgia Tech if you want to look at it like that. Yeah, if, if you're not familiar with the formatting, the
0: scoring format of volleyball, it's it's a best of of or it's the first of three, um, and you have to score twenty five points in your set. and it's it's you know it's challenging. And so for them to even come away with one against a ranked opponent is a big deal. And the fact that they they hung with them for the the three that they did lose,
1: um, I think means a lot for the program and and you know, tells us where they're at yeah, they're really killing it. Avra Berzard is top 100 in kills uh it's not real kills if you don't know it's <laughs> just her being able to <laughs> she's sit a down on the opponent um and the team itself is top 40 in aces per set which an ace is serving it without the team being able to return it back so uh, hopefully we could try and you use that to our advantage because the next games we have are pretty challenging um we play notre dame on the 29th and then we play which this will be our definitely our most important game versus number 5 in the country Louisville. I told you we play Louisville a ton <laughs> just this week. Uh, we played them October 1st. Louisville is definitely going to be a challenge. They are top 8 in hitting percentage meaning that if a ball if the volleyball is going to them, they're going to be able to hit it back to you more times than not. Uh, but both home games we're 5-0, and, and we are 5-0 at home. So hopefully we can win both of those and keep our home streak alive. Uh, and I would say utilize, like I said, our acing because we seem to be able to do a good job of getting it right behind them when we're serving. And something that you know, we need to potentially worry about would be our errors. Errors are when... Um, it's, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's just there's there's some sort of... Error so or deficiency the net, in the team, yeah. When you like, serve it and you we, don't get over the net, we, it's an we, error. We, you mess up. It's not because the other team did better; it's because you messed up. And we had seven more errors than Georgia Tech did in our loss, and they also doubled our block count, meaning that when we hit it to them, if they were able to block it back to us, uh, something that we can't do. We cannot have errors if you're going to beat a top five team. So I think we can beat them, but got to clean up just a little bit with our heirs, and that could be a pretty awesome win. So if you haven't seen any volleyball games, definitely go check those out, because that's a a sport that's prevailing for NC State. Yeah, and it's fun to
0: watch, too. I know it's not as big as football or basketball, but it seems like it's, you know, on the rise. I mean, it's one of the most popular women's sports in the country, and we have two big home games coming up on the 29th and the 10th, so go see them play Notre Dame and then Louisville, and hopefully they can... Walk away with at least one win. That's what I'm expecting. One win against Notre Dame and then a loss against Louisville. But if they win that, I mean, they Louisville was ranked number two at one point. So that would be a huge, huge, huge win. Let's try and have them fall even more. Yeah. you Have them fall down the rankings? Yeah. yeah.
1: Get down there. Well, we're we'll, going to jump. We'll take their spot. Let's go.
2: We're, j- we're jumping, Louisville?
1: Yes. Yeah. I, I'm saying it right now. You want to be quoted on that? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Mark it.
0: Um. Um, other than that, uh, we are still doing – or Ice Pack is still going. Um, they I, – I was confused about this Liberty situation because is Liberty – The Liberty debacle,
2: if you will. Yeah,
0: I mean they're uh, they're allegedly – Let's just say we're a little confused. Uh, they, right. It says on their website that it's a club sport but it's also Division One, and that didn't make any sense to me. Those are two different things. Those then, are two different things. And then
2: they have the three divisions listed, but you can't click on the other two divisions. Right. They division two and division, on division three. one three.
0: doesn't make any sense to me. Um the only reason it's worth mentioning is if it is a D one program, which uh I'm I might need some confirmation on that. But if it is, then um, you know, that's probably a, a tough game for them. So they lost, but like, you know, to an actual hockey team. Legitimate program, yeah. Interesting. Um other than that, they lost to Kentucky um 5 to 2 and then they're going to go to Penn State and play on the 29th and the 30th. So not much news there. They are uh 1 and uh, 1 and 2. 1 and 2. So
1: um still working out some early season kinks. Golf uh, was pretty good though. Golf is going okay. We yeah. just finished up the Rod Myers Invitational. We ended up finishing as a college third out of 12 colleges that were there. Uh, Nick Matthews is, I would say, our best golfer. He's definitely leading the pack. He ended up shooting three under par for the whole tournament and finished in a tie for sixth out of 72 other competitors. That is in the top 8%. And Nick now has back-to-back finishes in the top 10. And we also had someone named Michael Vick. (laughs) Someone named Michael Vick. Not the (laughs) football (laughs) player. Not not the football player. I love the parentheses in the notes. Not... Not the football he player. He's not a football player, but he's a really good golf player because he's, he finished not too far behind Nick, shooting one under par, and finished 14th out of 72 other golfers. One could say he's a dog. He is Oof, a that's no, crazy. dog. <laughs> all right. I don't love him being a dog if his name is Michael. We're gonna Vick, get we're gonna get
2: like, but, like our first celebrity Colin. could gonna be Michael Vick, just extremely mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he's <laughs>
1: shout out Michael Vick. You're good
0: at golf. Both the men and the women are traveling to Arkansas on the on October 2nd for um, a golf invitational, so keep an eye out for that. Um, also, tennis just launched their season. Um, Patrick, do you want to talk about tennis a little bit?
2: The Wolfpack won 11 ranked singles matches and three ranked double matches. The roster is young, but they have four returning seniors. The Wolfpack is also set to host the 2023 Fall College Rank Spotlight, which is a four-day tournament. And I know Griffin has a couple names he wanted to mention.
0: Yeah, I mean, among those seniors are Sophie Abrams, um, Abigail Ranchelli, um, Millie Rajecki, and Gina Dittman. Um, they had a fantastic postseason run last season, um, made it to the NCAA championship. They lost against UNC. However, they won the, the ACC championship. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do on the floor this, this year in the spring, and hopefully they can kind of come within – some sort of level of success. Other than that, cross-country, they don't have a meet until, I believe, they're traveling to South Bend, Indiana, uh, in a week. Um, The men are are ranked number 21 in the country. That should be updating pretty soon. And the women remain number one. So, uh, very cool that they are a part of our Wolfpack family.
1: Then baseball, just really quickly, I'd seen this article that just came up. Obviously, baseball season not officially starting for college yet, but we had three transfers for NC State named in the Division One baseball's top impact transfers for 2024, those guys being Hollis Fanning, Alex Margarowich. I'm going to hope I pronounced that right. That seems accurate. May, May, May Garowich, if you're listening, which you're probably not. I hope I pronounced that right. And Garrett Pennington, three guys who are seemingly going to be pretty good transfers for baseball. Baseball projections haven't come out yet, so it's hard to really tell exactly what we're going to look like. But it seems like, similar to basketball, we have some transfer. Our, our team is going to be transfer-oriented, where we are going to be succeeding with a lot of transfers that are on the team.
0: Real quick, I said I said a week. I meant weekend. It's the 29th, the cross-country For, for being, what? For cross-country. Oh, They're cross going country. to Notre Dame. Um, yeah, so other than that, we uh, David Thompson statue uh, is going to be erected um, pretty soon. We just found out about that. Um, and
1: I think that proves that I won the, you won draft, the draft because you the first I literally picked him, and he is now getting a statue because I yeah. picked him. So What a coincidence. That's, so, that's pretty cool. I was able to put that into, listened into the to
2: world. It was like, it's time.
1: I don't know if Randy decides. That. He did, I think he he decided. He told me personally. Oh, okay. No, I, I'm the reason that um, they're getting it. All
2: right. You just send out like an email. <laughs> just stone. He he's the reason. Yes, just, that's it. That's me. Press release. It's him. He's I'm him. <laughs> I'm him.
1: Um,
0: yeah. That's gonna be at 11:30 a.m. on December 6th. Um, it has been announced for that. So that's cool. we'll be there
1: for sure. Yep. So That's around the
0: the Heritage game too. They're gonna play at the men will play at Reynolds Coliseum. Um, They do that once every year, and it's kind of a cool thing. So, yeah. We'll um, be packed. And on that note, uh, the basketball schedules should be released very soon for both men and women, and we're very excited to talk about that probably in our next episode. Um, you guys have anything to add? I
1: think we may, we're going to wait to bring it up, but I've, if any state fans were worried about the MJ Rice situation, if you don't know, MJ Rice is a transfer, he is a I believe sophomore, freshman, sophomore. Right, sure. Yeah, sophomore, uh, transfer from Kansas. Was a very high recruit, went to Kansas, transferred here. Had some sort of statement that he was taking a break. He is back, so don't be worried. We're all good there. Um, mm-hmm. But just wanted to throw that out there in case anyone was worried. Uh, definitely probably going to be one of our best players on the team, which we'll, again, preview later. But just for people who were a little concerned, MJ Rice, transfer from KU, will be playing.
2: I'm just excited to talk about basketball. Any
1: day I can watch DJ
2: Burns play basketball, smooth operator. You, What's the nickname you think he has that there's no... Like, He's got a lot of nicknames. What was, no, what, what was it? You know what I'm talking about. Beastie Boy? No, no no I'm not repeating it. Big, Big Scrumptious? That's just not his nickname. <laughs> the name you gave him? Yeah, that's, Scrum- that is just Griffin's own little no. personal monologue. Shout out
0: to uh, my friend Hallie Walker. She's a photo mm-hmm. editor for Agra your Yearbook. Big Scrumptious. I heard it we'll see
2: if she listens to this, and if she does all well, well, the way to the end, then if if we can... I need see. someone confirming, and this is just not Griffin, Griffin's delusions, no. because there's no way... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a I got a chance
0: to meet him, actually, this past Thursday, and he he said, yeah, that's... No, he didn't say that. But <laughs> yeah. You should have You, you, sure you, like, like, him? you, you went up and said,
2: are you the Big Scrumptious?
1: <laughs> no. He, he's actually a really cool guy. I'm excited. I'm to sure he is. Play. I'd love to meet him one day. He seems really cool. Maybe. I got a picture with him. A, he's, he's yeah, a nice TB, guy. TBD. Yeah, TBD. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, uh, on the DJ Burn... We'll end on DJ Burns there. Um So thank you for listening to Light It Red, and we will see you next Wednesday. Music in this podcast was Jonas Hipper's King of Sports and Vibe and Sneaky, licensed under Creative Commons from the Free Music Archive.